Welcome to Let's Clear the Air, a podcast sponsored by the Allergy, Asthma, and Sinus Center. In this episode, part two of two, Kaylee Francis and Dr. Aaron Roman continue their conversation on alpha-gal syndrome, picking up on the topic of managing symptoms. Now, when is it time to see a board-certified allergist? Great question. So if you are having the symptoms, and I won't go through all of those again, but if you are having true symptoms of alpha-gal and your primary care provider finds that you have a significantly elevated level, you are going to need to see a board-certified allergist because we will need to talk about treatment, what is the natural progression of this disease, this allergy, that sort of thing. I would say that most primary care providers, not all, but most primary care providers are at least going to ask you to go see an allergist one time to get um, sort of a plan in place. So that's when you need to see your board certified allergist. That's great. And then what does that plan and treatment look like? Right. So much like most food allergies these days, the main the mainstay of your treatment plan is going to be avoidance of mammal meat and carrying an EpiPen for life-threatening situations. Now, if you have a peanut allergy, you know, other than maybe it's an accidental exposure to something that's cross-contaminated, it's pretty easy to stay away from peanuts, at least to know when peanut is in something. But mammal meat can be so tricky. Lasagna, you, you think about noodles and sauce, but you don't necessarily think about what meat is used within that sauce. If I see a big steak, if I see a pork chop, if I see a piece of ham, that's obviously mammal meat. But chili, there are, you know, mammal meat can be hidden in so many dishes. And so that's why I really caution my patients about avoidance takes some careful thought and planning. If you're going to a potluck, you need to be prepared to ask what is in those dishes. Okay, and how is the quality of life for these patients that are living with alpha-gal? Kaylee, I have, I would estimate, more than 50 patients now who have true alpha-gal allergy with symptoms that require them to avoid mammal meat. And can I tell you, their quality of life is excellent. Most of them have gone on to learn how to make their favorite dishes with substitute meats, turkey, chicken, fish, all of those things in one way or another can be substituted to make some of our favorite dishes taste almost exactly the same. So once they kind of learn the tricks of the trade, especially when it comes to cooking and preparing food, most of them are just soaring through this alpha-gal allergy with no problems. Um, Let's talk about the natural progression of alpha-gal because unlike other food allergies that you may not what we call grow out of, or they may not resolve or go away over time. For many, many patients, alpha-gal allergy can go away. And I want to share with you your best chance of getting those to go away because there's a lot of misinformation out there, Kaylee. If you get on the Facebook pages and maybe some websites that aren't uh, medically sound and backed by scientific knowledge and um studies, you may not get the correct information. But the natural progression of alpha-gal allergy is that if you actually avoid mammal meat, and if you can avoid getting bitten by a lone star tick again, this may go away for you over time. So what 
the progression looks like for me and my patients is we repeat those levels every six to 12 months. So you're getting blood drawn every six to 12 months. We're keeping a close eye on it for you so that you can find out, is it getting better for me? Now, does it get better for everyone, even those patients that don't get bitten by ticks and stay away from meat? Of course not. Nothing's a guarantee in the world of medicine, especially allergy, as you and I know. But I would say a very good number of my patients have seen their level decrease over time, and some of those have been able to reintroduce mammal meat to the diet, and that is really, really exciting for them, Kaylee. That is great, and you even mentioned how they've already started the substitutions, and they have probably grown to love something different by that time as well. That's right, and I will be honest with you, many of my patients who do get back to a normal level, especially those who have had life-threatening, severe reactions in the past, they're not interested in reintroducing mammal meat again. Sure, they like to see that their level has gone down. That gives them some reassurance, but they're, they've already moved on to other foods that they have found are acceptable alternatives, right. and that they have no interest in going back to eating mammal meat. So so there's nothing saying that you get to any point in the journey where you have to eat meat again. If you are one of those patients out there, and if you are, I really feel for you because those true reactions can be very scary. If you're somebody who's had that reaction, your your course may be, yes, I'd like to keep up with my level. I'd like to be informed and educated on where I am in the natural progression of my alpha-gal allergy, but I'm never going to eat mammal meat again. And we respect that. We're okay with that. There's going to be no pressure from us to reintroduce something that has caused a life-threatening allergy for you in the past. Of course. And now let's go back because I think it's really important to hit on the number one, two, and three things that is so important because there are so many misinformation. There might be treatment options um, that are just, you're seeing, like you said, on Facebook pages. But what are the number one, two, and three most important things? Let's go back to even starting at the primary care. Yes. So I would say the most important thing is confirming your diagnosis. Now, if, you're, if you've been bitten by a tick, and let's be honest, if, if you live in the Southeast, chances are you've had a tick bite, even as a kid. If you are not having the symptoms of alpha-gal allergy, which let's go ahead and review those, hives, itching, swelling, severe vomiting or diarrhea. If you're not having those symptoms and you're having symptoms that are more vague or less severe, you don't even have to get your alpha-gal level checked. So the most important thing is confirming your diagnosis. And if you do have those symptoms three to eight hours after eating mammal meat, you should go get checked, whether that's at your primary care office or whether that's at a board certified allergist. Then if you have a significantly high level, you should see a board certified allergist for their opinion. That's step two. And when you go see that board certified allergist, they are going to be aware of what a true high level looks like on that number. And I can't give you exact numbers. Uh, you know, every patient is different. But don't be surprised if your board certified allergist says, hey, that level is slightly high, but that's not causing your symptoms. No need to avoid mammal meat. If they say that to you, that's wonderful. You should take that information and run with it. But if you are amongst the uh, patients who do have to avoid mammal meat because their level is so high and they are having those symptoms, that's when you move on to step three. And step three is when you avoid mammal meat and carry that EpiPen and watch for cross-contamination. Learn, learn to cook new meals. It'll be a fun time to get to switch up and try some new things. 
ask ahead at things like potluck. And then as a last resort, always have that EpiPen with you just in case. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Raymond. This has been some great information and I believe it's going to help so many. I hope so, Kaylee. I hope, and as we like to say, I hope it clears the air. Absolutely. Thank you again for tuning in for another episode of Let's Clear the Air and we will see you next time. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Let's Clear the Air. Please consider following this podcast and remember, If you want helpful and accurate information about allergies and asthma, our allergy experts are here to clear the air.